recession. Are you ready? You're, you're good to go to. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to rumble? Because this is episode 27. 27. 27. Nine 27. times three. 27 of the Licks Podcast. Wow, we've survived 27 episodes and nobody's like called us up or threatened us in any way, shape, or form. 27 They're episodes is af- in 27 years of life. I can't believe I made it. They're probably afraid of you because you keep telling them you want to fight them. Right. That's the real surprising thing is no one's taking you up on your offer. They'll just assume fight. that Pete's totally like super jacked. Right. Because like... they haven't seen a picture of you yet. If yeah. They do they, listen. They, 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 they're assuming he's the rock over here or something. Yeah. yeah he's the opposite. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever you envision the opposite of the rock, that's me in dude form. Like river sediment? I don't know what the opposite <laughs> of rock would be. Just more like a bag of sand. Sand. That's yeah. probably more apt. I am probably closer to a bag of sand. That's a good one. I'm going to start calling you that at work now. I'm just like, sand. hey, sand. The old sand. bag of sand. Good old bag of sand. I'll put a, put a picture off of sand and put it in your door. Put, like, googly eyes on it or something. Googly Mr. eyes. Mr. Sand. Mr. Sandman. Oh, I was thinking yes. of that, too. Bring me a dream. I dream of Pete a lot. So you st- okay, what are we talking about? You didn't even do the introduction. <laughs> Anything today. else. Yeah. I'm your host this week, J-Bo. But Ken's going to start this week. Wait, you're, you're you're the host this week. You're the host every week. <laughs> like the only host, <laughs> because none of y'all. Want and to yet pick he up doesn't. The slack. He doesn't have the mostest. I mean, <laughs> I can I can host this, but you're on the you're on the you're on the boob tube right there. The hostess the with bo- the adequate amount <laughs> to get the job done. <laughs> with the I guess somewhat satisfactory amount. Anyways, wow, that's hurtful that today. Well, sure, I don't know. Was that a well, compliment? Or don't misunderstand. Hurtful? I'm not claiming to be better or that I would be better. I'm just. Okay, okay. I will I will I will guest host the next episode. Episode 28, The Revengeing. I will guest host that episode. <laughs> the Revengeing. The Revengeing. Huh? I Hosted like that. by Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we're, we're hosted today by, by uh fuck, what was it going to be? Sponsored today by Sponsored, Sponsored today by Anara Harborbird. Anara well, we can't, we can't say actual uh, It's sponsored by Mouthful of Anchors. <laughs> uh, today we're sponsored by the Vlix Podcast. Today we're sponsored by the Marines and the Shambhala. Oh my god, we're all drunk. Okay, no, anyways. I'm, I'm high on Tato's skin. Your host today is <laughs> J-Bo. I'm Pete. We have Danon. That's me. And Ken. Hey everybody. There's a young child waving at you on the radio land with my. I was arms. waving at the kid who was standing behind you just now. She's gone now, of course. <laughs> they come and go so fast. I don't. I don't think I was hallucinating that somebody. I, I, I saw, saw the kid. That, right? okay. I saw the kid too. Okay, good. That's a relief. I, I, at first, I thought I, I was mean, she, my she often shows up in my nightmares. But pale kid, long black hair. So in front the of her. Yeah, that's of my daughter. So that's the opposite of me and P. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I'm okay with that. Wow, this this podcast started off to immediate train wreck. We're, we're off to a rocky start, I admit it. Okay, okay. Well, since somehow I'm going to host right now, um, even though I don't have the run sheet or anything, um, we're going to start with Mr. Ken. He's got something he wants to say tonight. Hey, everybody. It's Ken. Hi, Ken. I want to talk just uh, actually just I just for a few quick minutes because we don't like to talk about politics and religion and and stuff like that. We on do the podcast, try to shy away from it. Yes, do have to acknowledge uh, the, the the terrible terrible incident that happened in Christchurch, New Zealand. And uh, you know, I, I recognize that there's evil in the world, and there's always going to be evil in the world, and there's always going to be hatred. 
and uh, I think I think most most the, the most sad, uh, perhaps, is that there are always going to be people who make it their life's work to foment that 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 hatred and that fear, and uh, and it's it, it's really it's it's the easiest thing in the world to do is, is to be is to become afraid of something you don't understand. And, and I think we've gotten to a place in our world today where, where that is just too, all, all too common. We don't, we, we've stopped making an effort to understand. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because believe me, it's, it's super easy to do it. You can, there's a, it's a deep hole and, and you can get stuck down there. Uh, but what I'd, I'd like, I'd like to talk about, uh, is, uh, is something that all too often gets overlooked and that's, uh, I, I, that, that's courage. I think the, uh, just the, the everyday courage of the people that you see, um, the first responders running into the to the burning buildings, and uh, and the people who are who are standing up for for what's right, morally right, and and uh, and, and and trying to do the hard work of what's best for people, um, and and even people who are just kind. Uh, you know, it takes courage to to be kind, uh, especially in this day and age of divisiveness. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking about the uh, the people who uh, who are standing watch outside the mosques. Uh, over, you know, keeping keeping the people who are praying inside safe. I'm talking about, um, I'm talking about the uh, the, the prime minister of New Zealand, uh, Jacinda Jacinda Ardern, uh, who you know put on the hijab and offered, you know, assured people that they would pay for the funerals of the victims and that there would be assistance available for the survivors and and for the families. Um. And how quickly the the, the New Zealand Parliament uh, stepped up to address uh, gun violence and 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 some you know adopt some gun control measures and, and some things that they're going to be doing. And I, I just think that you know it's easy for us, especially you know as Americans, to to just kind of ignore these things that are happening right now because it's not us. It's not you know it's not happening on our shores. Uh, you know. <laughs> This time, right? I was gonna say, uh, uh, it usually is though. Like, <laughs> yeah, mostly. I mean, th- this has been happening a little all, all too often, I think. Um, so I just, I just want to, uh, you know, to talk briefly about uh, about some of the things that, 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 you know, some of the outpourings that we've seen uh, about uh, about people who are who are standing up and, and, and not being ashamed to uh, to call out bad acts when they see them. Um, and that, and, that, and that kind of courage and and real quick one one other kind of uh, courage that I've, I I was uh, reading about is uh, is telling truth to power and sometimes that's a difficult thing but uh, the our, our president went to church last Sunday and uh, yeah. the pastor at St John's Episcopal Church uh, did uh, gave his sermon about denouncing hate speech when you see it. Uh, as as being against the Making against the gospel direct of, eye contact with the president the entire uh, time. <laughs> it's a it's a very pointed message he was making, and I commend him for it. Yeah. And whether you're speaking to the president or to a member of Congress or to just Joe Schmo down the street, the message is the same. Uh, and I think that we all need to uh, to be a little bit more have a little bit more courage and 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 call out those things when we see them. Yeah. Yeah, there was one uh, video that I had seen about, like, a dad at the playground calling out a kid of, like, hey, you know, that's not right, don't be a bully kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, I mean, you can ignore it, go on your way, pretend it's not your problem, or, you know, say something to somebody. Like, stand up for a stranger. 
Yeah. It doesn't cost us yeah. anything to be nice to people. It really doesn't. It, you know, it might it may take an extra couple seconds out of our day, but right. at the end of the day, you know what's you know. Return on investment is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I remember a story about a guy who jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge, and he left his. He he said to himself before he left his house, if he was going to walk from his house to the Golden Gate Bridge, and if if one person smiled at him, he wouldn't do it. And not a single person even made eye contact with him the whole way. And that's you know he ended up he ended up jumping off the bridge. I think that's terrible. Wow. I, I think you know acknowledging that there are other people in the world is is kind of more important than it's ever been right now. Mm-hmm. And what's the word for that? Empathy. Sonder. Oh. Oh, you went back to the last podcast. Oh yeah, nice throwback. That was actually two podcasts. Two podcasts. Yeah, that's yeah. the two one word I remember. Saunders. I, I people remember that other words exist, but I do remember that one because I, I think about that one all the time when I'm driving around, hitting a four-way stop, and you're like. Why did that person, you know, turn, not turn, use a blinker, not pause for a little bit longer? And you're like, oh, people with lives going to work that I'll never know about. Like yeah, why, why, did, the, why, did, that a, why did that asshole just blow through that stop sign? Oh, my well, God, that guy. You know, maybe they're having the worst day of their life and they just, you know, weren't focused in. You know, right. there's I try to give people the benefit of the doubt in situations like that. Yeah, I talked to... Due to the nature of my my current job, I talk to a lot of people, and I go see a lot of people in a lot of different places, and um, you, I mean, also due to the nature of my job, you you find out that people from all different areas and of all different races and nationalities, you know, they all just want things to be better, and they all just want to work towards things being better. And most of these people that I talk to are really doing a great job of of that. And I'll I'll see people. I mean, so we're in Flint for those that have just tuned in for the first time. Um, we do this podcast out of Flint, Michigan, <clears throat> and you know we we do have um, our issues here at Flint. Um, we have crime issues, and there are places in Flint um, where people tend to be afraid of and shy away from. And I've spent a lot of my time talking to people in those specific areas. And I can tell you that, you know what, everywhere has issues, but there are good people in the worst areas. And you just have to to remember that there's people out there all around the world stuck in these areas, like in Syria or in a mosque that you know, have, have bigger problems and are doing a better job of coping with it or, or are just trying to make their area better um, despite the problems than us here in, in the United States living in our comfortable homes or even in places in the United States where their homes, you know, next door is a burnout building where things happen every night, but they're still making their house better and they're still making their neighborhood better. These people exist. And they actually outnumber the people that 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 spread the opposite. Yeah, Flint's a, a weird place like that, where we have tons of burnout buildings and lots of crackheads, and people doing weird stuff. But like way more really cool people who you would never think to meet. Yeah, 
don't be and, don't yeah. don't be afraid to talk to somebody. I mean, I've learned um, just just by existing that <clears throat> you know people respect respect shouldn't really have to be earned; it should be given until they prove that they don't deserve it. The kind of people they are. And then maybe the, that person's just kind of having a shitty day. You don't know what's going on with that person's life. Again, it's Sonder, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know what's happening. You know, so just treat people, treat people with respect and be kind to people and accept people for who they are unless, unless they are hurting another person or an animal or are spreading hate and derision. Those are the people that you got to really worry about and maybe not respect so much. Oh. But they are the rarity. That's when you pull out the throat punch. That's when you pull out the throat punch. Apologize after you after you after you throw a punch. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm you, sorry. You call the EMT. Are you are but... you okay? Offer offer mm-hmm. them some assistance after you punch them in the throat. So that's the 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 start to our our podcast today. I promise this is as highbrow as it's going to be. Yep, we're going to get as down. Is, as is our way. We're going to get down to brass tacks about time travel and yep, we're gonna all get... kinds of other lunacy uh, coming your way very, very quickly. Yep, it's going to happen. So, uh, And we'll start that uh, right after we come back from break there. What do you say, J-Bo? We'll be right back. Talk about- All right. So we're traveling really far back in time today. How far? Apparently, they have solved the case of Jack the Ripper. Science has proved. Who the killer was. And apparently, it was one of the prime suspects to begin with. What were the chances? Right. I mean, how many other people did they investigate? Literally thousands. Ah, just the descendants of other random people who were alive well, at the time. And no, there's there's been a lot of theories. Like some people thought like Sir Francis Bacon did it, and another theory was uh, um, the author of uh, well Charles Dodgson, which is the author of Alice in Wonderland. Actually, okay. they thought that he did it. But what happens with these with these things is you, you immediately latch onto somebody famous because you don't know anybody else. I was say like what about Carl? Yeah, what about Carl down what the road? Right. He was? Yeah. Oh no. There was, used... a, there was a log, like people have been swearing that it was uh, his royal highness Prince Albert Victor, the grandson of Queen Victoria. Like, right. Just okay. It must have been him. Right, because he's famous, and that's the right. only person they know. Yeah, because that's that's who the celebrities were back then. Right? Yeah, it wasn't family. Bob down the street. The same yeah. way that when you find out your ancestors, it's always someone famous. Like, oh my, 
seven times great 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 aunt was the queen you're like yeah probably not <laughs> no that's not that's not very likely you got lied to right. yeah somebody didn't lie to you when, so when my parents when my grandfather did our dna thing and uh he, i asked him like so is there anybody that that's famous in in our family and he was like yeah, no, a couple of thieves, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> but no gypsies or tramps. <laughs> no gypsies or tramps. No fun. That's a couple no fun. of thieves. So, anyways, who was it, Jeff? Well, Ken will tell us. Yeah, oh, Ken's gonna tell yeah. us who done it. They've unmasked Jack the Ripper, the infamous uh, serial killer, London Terror. It was the butler, wasn't it? It was the barber <sighs> of Seville. No, of London, not the demon barber of Fleet Street either. By the way, just just to slow, just to put you guys. Uh, off of that. His name was Aaron Kamitsky. Uh, he was uh, an immigrant from Poland. Uh, and he was a prime suspect, actually, uh, at the time. They thought they it were was investigating. him. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, 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 there was strong suspicion that it was him. Uh, DNA was done, testing was done on a shawl that belonged to Catherine Eddowes, one of the one of the Ripper's victims. And uh, it was compared to uh, forensic uh, DNA evidence of, uh, uh, of descendants of Kamitsky. Yeah, so so it was this guy. Well, yeah. so they met ever, and his hair was on her shawl. Um, they ran genetic tests on a silk shawl stained with blood and semen. Oh, that yeah, that's investigators, weird. Uh, say was found next to the body uh, of the killer's fourth victim, who was Catherine Eddowes. Um, this was all published in the in the Journal of Forensic Science, by the way. Uh, according to uh, according to Science. Uh, this was uh, they they did they samples from living relatives of Edo's and Kaminsky oh. uh, to verify the two the two samples. Right. Um, this, of course, has prompted certain theorists uh, in the Jack the Ripper situation to uh, claim that it's not him. This, the evidence is not conclusive. Of course, they want the myth to go. Further. Yeah, because the, the evidence could have been tainted uh, over time. But you know, what was he? Why? Why is his stuff there? If he wasn't, at least had some contact with her. You know, ripping. Right. If he was just ripping, <laughs> he wasn't there ripping. I mean, yeah. is there any uh, conjecture at the time of that they knew each other? Or well, just, um. Yeah. People yeah, why was he a prime that. suspect? Do we know this? If I'm if I'm remembering correctly, Catherine Edwards was a prostitute. Yeah, they were okay. all prostitutes. Yeah, there. so um, actually, I think one of uh, one of them was a suspected prostitute. They never proved it conclusively. Um, but I'm not 100 percent on that. I'm not. I'm not a big Jack the Th- Jack the Ripper. Right. She fan, could have been you know? part time. You know, it's hard yeah, to tell. Maybe, maybe it was her side gig. I, I'm not sure. Um, but so he could have been a client. Uh, but I, I think that I, I, don't, I don't know anything about him, uh, or or uh, or, or the, the the suspicion that he was the was the killer. Um, this is actually very new information to me. I was unaware oh. that he existed up, up until uh, until I read this new article about the DNA evidence. So, huh. so did they only test the hair? Uh, there was well, the, the semen? blood and semen, right? So it's like all three were his. Like, I don't think I'm, the blood was probably not. Probably not. I'm, I'm guessing oh. that the blood was probably hers. Right. It would oh. have been a lot better if it had been his. Like she fought back, it got killed, and whatever. Yeah, because like his hair and semen could have been explained by the fact that she was a prostitute and he was a John. Right. Um, that might be the inconclusive evidence that you or other people are talking about. Right. Uh, but I mean, so they thought this guy was a surgeon. 
because of how well he he did his job, so to speak. Well, yes. But yes. the barber still knows how to cut. Yeah, Barbara he's very good at cut. cutting. He's good with a razor blade. But, uh, but how he no... removed things was... And you have to remember also <laughs> that, uh, you know, barbers and dentists were essentially the same thing. Like, okay. back at, back at, you know, in the, uh, in the late 1800s, if you needed to have That's a tooth true. pulled, you'd go to the dentist. You, you'd go to the barber. Oh. They, they did that kind of thing. So That's why the they pole had is some, red and white. It was not uncommon for them to have some mm. kind of uh, medical knowledge. Right. He's seen uh, an plus, just book. you know, yeah, just like you know, basic interest in in the science of uh, of anatomy, which was very popular back then. You know, there was a lot of we were discovering a lot of things about the body. Um, so yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he was an amateur an- anatomist uh, and you know, full time barber, psychopath on the weekends. Yeah, weekend psychopath. You know, like like most people who collect stamps. I mean, just. <laughs> right. No, no offense to philatelists out there, but we let's face it, we all know that you're freaks. Yeah, full of stamps, a fridge full of body parts. <laughs> yup. There's a fine line between is the two. Go, the two go hand in hand. So one mystery solved. They used what to other mystery? The uh, the demon of Belfry. The demon of Belfry. Yeah. What about the demon of Belfry? That's where they thought Jack the Ripper was at one point. Who is the demon of Belfry? Jack the Ripper. No, but that, that, that's who they thought he was. Right. But, now we're but just saying What was names. the legend? Yeah. Albuquerque. See, I can do it too. <laughs> Should I hang a left? Should always hang a left at Albuquerque. Yeah. If, he, if we have learned if, anything from our childhood. If you're ever traveling, <laughs> go through Albuquerque, hang a left, no matter what. Side story, my mother was born in Albuquerque. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And does it hang to the left? No, it doesn't. I can't even lie and tell you that it does. So uh, another interesting thing about time travel and Jack the Ripper yeah. is the H.G. Wells movie Time After Time uh, pursues time Jack the Ripper to the 20th century where the serial murder uses the future writer's time machine to escape his own time period. Oh, so you can murder in the future? Mm-hmm. I have a vague recollection of that movie. I have never seen it. 1979. Yep, yep it was predictably... 70s-esque now I did see the time now I did see the time machine and that was fairly well done and the book was fairly well well written yeah. the one it's probably in my top five uh, time traveling movies well, especially since that one's the most plausible because since he only goes forward yeah we're gonna get into that we are going to get into that yeah he does only go forward yeah it's because the first thing you do when you time travel is go back but I don't know I think no, I, I don't think you can well, we don't know, but I think I first would go forward. You want to, you want to go see where all this goes? Yeah, I want to go see how y'all die. Uh, oh man! And then come back and tell us like a jerk, right? They can make that I your new hobby is traveling or, or, the future. Or don't go outside in this day because you're gonna get hit by a bus. Maybe that way. Like if it's something that's easily preventable, right? Like I'll fuck up the timeline. <laughs> You'll screw with the timeline. Oh yeah. But if it hasn't happened yet, then you can't screw it up. Okay, so, here, so here's a question for, the, for That's everybody. a good point. If you could time travel and you could fix something in the past, would you do it? No. Danon? Oh, yeah, screw with everything. Okay. Ken? No. You're going to leave everything the same? Yep. Yeah, even, even as unfortunate as that sounds. Like, everybody that wants to go back and kill Hitler, you don't know what that's going to do, man. 
You have no clue what that's going to do. Unintended consequences. Right. You might be like, I'm going to kill Hitler so nobody dies. And it might you might lead your way to a utopia. But. 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 It might lead to something far worse. Like maybe, maybe Lenin goes there, bonkers. There's strong evidence to suggest that both uh, Benito Mussolini and Joseph Stalin would have posed a greater threat to humanity than... Than, than Adolf Hitler, Stalin for sure, but yeah. Um, well, but Mussolini was more of a loose cannon. Yeah, he was His, kind he of had a, a he had, he had more of an unpredictable nature, which I think was was part of the concern for him. But Stalin, I mean, you know, Stalin murdered millions of people, mm-hmm. and had that gone unchecked, I mean, if there was no World War II to distract us, how, how Stalin would have been able to just keep going and doing whatever he wanted? Here's another question, uh, probably directly relating to the U.S. You kill Hitler. Who's the first one with the atomic bomb? Or does it never get developed? It eventually gets developed. It eventually. It eventually Who does gets, it, though? We weren't the only ones working on it. No. Who was? Stalin. Yeah. Um, but then the other question is, um, okay, so you guys want us to go back and you want to you know, stop Hitler. If America never had the, uh, the, the, the motivation of World War II, would we have fully recovered from the Depression? We were on our way up, but it was going to take longer. It would have taken a hell of a lot longer. We would have stayed as an isolationist nation. We wouldn't have had two more terms of Roosevelt. Would, would America have risen to the to its prominence in the world? It was at the peak of its power if it hadn't been for World War II and the and, and the economic boom that allowed us to, uh, to you know to have the economy to drive that expansion uh, post war. If there was no World War II. No, we wouldn't. We leveraged that shit. Yeah, there's no like we played both sides. We were dirty for a while. Absolutely, we were until until Japan bombed us. We were playing both sides. Yeah, the only reason America got to rise to the the level of prominence that it's enjoyed for the last what seventy years now is because we were able to run the table after the war was over. Right. If there was no World War II, I don't think any of that would have happened. So. Six million Jews wiped off the face of the earth. Terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. But I think the argument has to be made that the world is a better and safer place as a result of that. Uh, you'd hope. It as a result be... of the war. Not as a result of the, of the, of the right, Holocaust, as but as a result of, of the war. But it seems to be going backwards. But It yeah. does. It does. But the, the, you know, the gains were made during that time. And what would the world be like right now if that hadn't happened? Right, it could be worse. Well, it could, could be, be better. better. We I could mean, all we could all be under the thumb of communism. We could be. Um, we wouldn't be under the thumb of capitalism if if America hadn't risen to power, right? And we hadn't jumped into that war and kept going with every single war of opportunity since. Uh, the world would be a very different place. Would the Middle East be as unstable? Assuming, of course, that. Stalin hadn't just taken over the planet or something. That's a good point because a lot of that instability comes from what we did after the war. Yeah, the Middle East, uh, Southeast Asia, well, Central America. Arguably, though, the British, you know, the, the World War II, the, the other thing the World War II did was hasten the, the end of the British Empire. True. That's true. And if the British Empire had and been French. allowed to, if the British Empire had been allowed to hop along as it had been, uh, limping into the dawn of the new century, uh, the British mandate for Palestine 
which was the you know what was happening or what was going on at the time up until the war. The British British administering uh, colonial uh, rule is, is historically not a terribly good idea. So I'm not sure the Middle East would be any more or less stable than it is now. I I, I can't I, I I couldn't see. You think it's inevitable? I, I think it, I think I think it's just it, it's what's happened, and because that, I mean, that, that conflict was going lo- going on long before Western powers got there, and it'll be going long after we're all gone. The Crusades, all that. Um, so if it's not World War Two, what would be something else that somebody would want to go back and fix besides their own life? Like, would you go back and well, let, we'll get into that in a second. But what else historically do you think would people would go back and try to fix? Like, maybe prevent the assassination of JFK. Meh. Would somebody try to do that? And what would be the ramifications of that? It's a tricky question. There's arguments to be made that the civil rights legislation achieved in 1964 would not have been uh, as strong or as easy to pass uh, because we didn't have the uh, the, a, the memory of, of JFK and be uh, a force like Johnson fully behind it. Uh, Johnson, for you know, as good a president as he was, was not the most tolerant guy. No, he wasn't. And he wasn't a huge fan of of, uh, of race relations. So, a lot of the the, the push be, uh, to get the Civil Rights uh, Act passed came from him because and of the death of because of the death of JFK, JFK and because uh you know his realization that needed to happen if he hadn't had have he, if he hadn't been in the oval office uh, as president and seen firsthand the kind of things that were happening i don't think that we would have had the symbol of johnson realizing that hey this needs to happen we need to make this happen um to to help push it through not to mention the fact that he wanted to you know, make his presidency a popular one, and that was a popular thing. Yeah. So he he basically ran his presidency on I'm going to fulfill what JFK wanted to do. Yeah, and you got to remember that you know Johnson, they used to there, there was a there, there was a thing they called the treatment, where Johnson would bring you into the office and he'd lean on you pretty hard, as mm-hmm. only Johnson could do. Um, and you know that was even worse when you're sitting in the Oval Office with the man. That he he wouldn't be able he wouldn't have had that kind of power. I mean he was a, he was a powerful guy and he was a mover and shaker in the Senate while he was there and as after he became vice president. But in terms of him being able to to, to marshal the votes and, and and to and to whip up the uh, the kind of votes that he did, I don't I don't I don't know that would have that would have happened. Would it have affected Vietnam? Now Kennedy had a hand in Vietnam. Not gonna lie. Like, oh, he did. Oh, I he mean, did. You know, we we would, were involved in Vietnam affected? going all the way back to Truman. Right, but I would, mean, would, would they have affected? Would uh, the the Tonkin, the Gulf of Tonkin? I don't think. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the Gulf of Tonkin resolution would have uh, would have been a thing. Uh, and and Kennedy was more committed to transparency, especially after the Bay of Pigs. Um, that's a lesson that he that he learned the hard way, uh, you might say. Uh, so I think that uh, I, I I think I think it's probably inevitable we would have invo- been involved in Vietnam. Uh, but I don't know that it would have played out the way that it did. I think it, it probably would have gone gone down differently. Hmm. Anything in history that you guys can think of that somebody would change? Uh, go back and rally the Native Americans and murder every white guy that set foot in America. 
and see if you couldn't like swing this into like like get them all together try and up their technology and live as some sort of warlord as leader of the do you think that the they indigenous just people do you think that they'd use that and i'm not saying that i don't think it would work being a jerk i don't think it'd work but it'd be like uniting all the they'd be like uniting all arabs together yeah it's just hey do you think they just like fight amongst themselves that's what that's that's what they were doing they were doing that long before uh westerners yeah but they had room to breathe it wasn't the same as as i mean how big is the the middle east compared to the united states i mean all the tribes in in the united states had space they're like this is our stuff over here you guys go over that way and they had you know they're I did they really even have wars? I'm sure they had a lot of skirmishes and battles and bad blood, but did they ever really have a full out wars where they tried to eradicate each other? Yeah, yeah, they, they did. Yeah. They did. Um, actually, in Flint. Oh yeah. Yeah, there was a tribe of Indians uh, in Flint and the Chippewa, the or the Ojibwa, um, and I forget the tribe that's down in Detroit actually formed a pack to eradicate this this tribe. And take their land. Oh. There is an island by Bay City called Skull Island, mm-hmm. and it's called that because they trapped a bunch of the tribe on the island and massacred them. Wow! So the tribe actually, and and I forget the name of the tribe. <clears throat> actually, oh the the I almost want to say Silk, but it's not Silk. Um. Anyways, there's a trail the the Sock Sock Indians. Thank you. I couldn't think of it. The Sock Indians. There is a there's something called the Sauk Trail, which is their their trail of leaving the area, and they finally settled on the other side of uh, Lake Michigan in Wisconsin. Uh-huh. The survivors of that massacre, and they went in the night and just m- slaughtered these villages of this of this uh-huh. tribe. So actually, the first Indians everybody thinks is is the Chippewas here in Flint was the Sauk Indians, and the Chippewas came to. They were, took out, over. They, were, they were foreign invaders. Yeah, they came oh. into this land, and they believed, because their crops kept dying, that this this area was inhabited by the ghosts of the sock that they had killed. So eventually they left this area and gave it to uh, people, actually, that started Flint. Pioneers. Huh. Yeah, pioneers, because of that one. That's one of the main reasons. Huh. There you go. There's your history we'll, lesson. We'll let those white men have the land it's 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 forbidden. It's it's right. haunted. It's That's exactly what happened. Poisoned no, and no cursed. No one wants to. No one wants to to farm on that land. Right, and it continues to this day. Yeah. So yeah. So the yeah, they did for, do that. They the did. Land is forever tainted. They joined and eradicated. Like one of the main the main tribes was the Mohawk Indians that that hung out around um, North New York. They New York. Upsta- all of basically all of upstate New York. Yeah, they were very warlike. Right. And they would, they would. In fact, they chased the the. Oh, man, I'm, I'm Ottawa Indians. Thank you. The Ottawa Indians were the ones in Detroit. They actually chased them out of the area into Detroit. The Mohawk did, ah. which were actually part of a much larger nation. Which you've ever, if you've ever seen the last of the Mohicans, right? Or read the book by James Fenimore Cooper. So, anyways. Yeah, there's so yeah they did that just like we do, but they did that right. you know, tribalism and uh, so I'm a victim of like uh, marketing. You're totally a victim of marketing. I do I do sometimes wonder what it'd be like if the middle if the dark ages never happened. You think we'd be like, much we more just enlightened? Chop that thousand years out of out of out of history and and how 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 much for how 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 more advanced society would be. 
Would you go back to see if Jesus was real? Yes. Eventually. Well, Jesus was real. Was he? Uh, Jesus of Nazareth was a real person. Right. Okay. But was he the true son of God, I think is your question. Okay, but would you see how that played out? I'd, I'd like to know. I'd like to know because... Is it a myth? Despite what everybody despite what everybody says, and I say this as a practicing Catholic, despite what everybody says, the Bible is a second-hand account at best. Yeah, it's like there's the no first-hand... Odyssey. There, yeah, there's no first-hand account of what happened. It's conjecture, and really what, editing. I, at the at the end of the day, it's 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 a set of morality tales about how 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 one should live their life. Heavily edited morality. Tales? Heavily edited. Um, it's a good read, and and I think it's a good. It, it can be a good guide for life if used properly. Big if, big if. That's a that's a that's a bold asterisk right there. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to know. I'd I'd be interested to see that. Okay, well, that, that kind of brings us to our next question. Is it possible to time travel in either direction? Can you go forwards? I say you can go forwards based on the relativity of time. Yeah. So I have something to can play. Can you go backwards? I have something to play for this first. Mm-hmm. What are you going to play? So it's um, Brian Cox. Brian Cox is who? He's a physicist. From where? I don't remember what England, college. England. He's a psychic from Caltech. <laughs> so, I'm going to play this video. Uh, How long is it? Seven minutes. That's long. God, man. Can you just sum up? No. No. No, he's going to make us listen to this. It's Brian Cox. So, here he is. He's a pretty good speaker. Then you can have the film about something else. Yes. Because it's not really yes. about that. Well, did you like uh, Event Horizon? Yeah, I did actually. I thought that it's was fun, quite right? a cool film. Yeah, ridiculous. I've seen it for fun. years. Yeah. I always wanted to ask about their their concept of propulsion. That you that almost like space would be flat, and you would fold space over, and you would intersect those two points, and you would be able to travel vast distances instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm, I'm doing a terrible job of explaining. It, I'm sure, but is that a concept that people have actually considered? Yeah, you can. In, in general relativity, so so Einstein's, I should say what it is, Einstein's theory of general relativity is our best theory of space and time. And so it really is, as we talked about before, it's you imagine space and time as a sheet, just imagine it as a thing, sort of a, a, literally a sheet surface. And all the theory says is that if you put matter and or energy into that, then it curves it and distorts it and it can stretch it and make it shrink. And so it's the response of space and time to matter and energy. So if you, if you, the, the simplest version would be the, the sun. So you put the, a big spherical ball of stuff in there and it, it warps space and time such that the, the nice straight lines, something just traveling, minding its own business through that warp space, turns into an orbit. And that's why you can actually kind of see things that are behind the sun? Yeah. Okay. So light bends around the sun. Um, because it's just traveling through the curved space. The Earth goes round the sun because it's just rolling, minding its own business through the curved space. So um, an example would be, you might say, well, how does curved space, how, how does, can that give rise to something that looks like a force, which is gravity? So the best analogy I know of is to think of walking around on the surface of the Earth. So if you stand on the equator of the Earth and you, you with your friend and you, you say, we're going to walk due north, so we're going to set off, let's say we're 
a thousand miles apart on the equator and we're going to walk due north. What's going to happen? So you walk in straight lines. You don't change direction. You don't do any accelerating. But the straight lines are the lines of longitude on the surface of the Earth. So as you go further and further north, you get closer and closer together. And if you carry on to the pole, you bump into each other. Mm. But nothing's happened. Right? No one's, no one, there's no forces acting. It's just that you're moving on a curved surface. And so you get closer. And that's basically Einstein's theory of general relativity. Now, why did I start talking about that? Event horizon, the idea uh, of uh, folding. Oh, yeah. So, so, you can, so all you have to do to so those folded kind of geometries is you have to try and specify how, where you would put the matter and what kind of stuff you'd put there to make the geometry fold in that way. And you can do, you can do it, so you can, you can write down that geometry. So it's called a, a warp drive geometry, I think it's called. It's in textbooks. So you can do that to, to have a warp drive. The question becomes, what sort of stuff would you have to actually put into the real universe to make it warp in that way? And um, it, it always, it usually turns out that it's the kind of stuff that doesn't exist, right? <laughs> but it has properties. It's right. sort of matter or sort of energy that has properties that do not exist in nature as far as we can tell. But you can still write the geometry down in Einstein's theory. So if you, so had, if you the had the stuff, force or mass or whatever it is, if you had that yeah. stuff that doesn't exist, it is a concept that... Yeah, so the geometry exists. So you can you can you can do it, and you can do the calculations, and you can see the warp drive. You can construct wormholes that connect distant regions of the universe, which you could use as time machines. Um, you can do all that in the theory, but in nature, you'd have to have the right stuff to do it. But that stuff is not real. That seems to be as the far case. as we know. Yeah. Now, what would have to happen? Like, the, you would have to have a, enough power or mass. To, to be able to fold those two things together? It, like It tends to be weird stuff, like um, stuff that has a negative pressure or something like that. So stuff that has physical properties that are just bizarre and, and that no matter or energy that we know of in the universe has. So that, that to, make, to make the geometry happen. But it's conceivable in theory that this could exist even though it doesn't. It's a, it's a, it's a debate ultimately. Um, so wormholes is a good example. So that would be quite literally, it, we talked about the surface of the earth. So you fly to Australia from LA and you have to go quite a long way around the edge of the earth. Or you could tunnel straight through and get there quicker, right? So you could, that, that's a wormhole. Jamie's got a little graphic up there. On the there it is. For There's us. a wormhole. So you could go all the way around the edge or you could cut, take the shortcut. So the question is, so you can do that in Einstein's theory. You can write down that geometry and, and there it is. So the first question is, can you make it? And, and as we said, we, we don't think that stuff exists. Right. There's a second set of theoretical bits of theoretical work, which are, if you had a wormhole, then what would happen if you tried to travel through it? And what seems to happen is that, is that they become unstable the moment that anything tries to go through. So you get kind of a feedback of stuff oh. going through and through and through and through. And so it collapses. And there's a, great, there's a great book by Kip Thorne, actually. We just mentioned him. He got the Nobel Prize last year for the gravitational waves. And he wrote a brilliant book. I think it's in the 80s called Black Holes and Time Warps, where he talks about the, the answer is we don't fully know, but most physicists think that even if they existed, they would be unstable. And as soon as you even try to transmit information through them, send a bit of light through, then there would be this sort of feedback and they'd collapse. 
And, and ultimately, the reason we don't really know absolutely is because you need what's called a quantum theory of gravity, and we don't have one. So we don't have the theoretical tools to be absolutely sure that these things would be unstable or, or don't exist in nature. But we strongly suspect that they don't. If they did, you could build a time machine. So the, Stephen Hawking wrote a paper <laughs> called The Chronology Protection Conjecture. Um, and conjecture is the important word. So he, uh, the, the conjecture basically was that the laws of nature will be such that you can't have stable wormholes and you can't build time machines. Um, and if you send something through it, it would destabilize it. Yeah. And if it didn't destabilize it, how would your physical body deal with the stress of that? Well, it doesn't have to be. that you can, you can build them. That's called the tidal gravitational force. So it's the difference in gravitational pull across your body, which is one of the things that gets you if you fall into a black hole. So before you actually get to the singularity, you can get, it's called spaghettified, it's a technical word. <laughs> so you get, and it's just like the moon's, you know, the tidal effects on the earth, which are mm -hmm. quite small, but they still raise tides on the oceans. So that can be a, if, if you think about something like a black hole, that can be a massive difference in gravitational pull from your head to your feet. And so it can stretch you out. And so, but you can, with wormholes, you, you, can, you can write the geometry down in Einstein's theory such that you could go through. So, uh, so you don't have to be destroyed or anything weird happen to you. Would you have to have some, something protecting you, some force, some, some sort of a... You, know, you just literally, you fall through. I mean, so, so you know, if they, were, if they would exist, you just, you just go through. You, well, you'd sit in a little spaceship, but you'd, you, you wouldn't... There's nothing inherently in them that says that you would be ripped apart or right. anything like that. So you posed the question, right, about whether it's possible to go forward or backwards. Correct. Well, we know we can go forwards because we do it every day. Because we do it every day, <laughs> and we also know that there's that there's still a part of the theory of relativity that does work and is true. Like like the speed of light and right. going along with the light. You fly your spaceship way far out, come back. It's 5,000 years in the future. Right. As if long you, as you're going fast enough. If you can get your, yeah. Fast I mean, if you're going 99.99% the speed of light for one second, you're going to be a couple thousand years in the future. Right. And you're only going to age one second. Correct. So we can go forward. Can we go backwards? No. I'm willing to say no. It sounds like that's what the smart man said. It's like, yeah, we have the geometry. We can imagine it, but there's nothing in the world that uh, that physically for really real points to we can do that thing. No wormholes, no time tra like no time travel, no warp drives. So, there is a theory that time travel cannot happen until a time machine has been created and you can only go back from the future to the point of the time machine's creation and since it hasn't been created yet you can't go back to where we are right now what's the basis of that why the hell can't you if you can go back in time why does it have to tie to where the the time machine was created because Unless it's a, like a forms kind of a tunnel kind of system. Exactly. 
So that's how basically the it would have to work in that aspect of it, and One that's why the wormhole. Pretty much is what it's basically doing. I would say it's like a time wormhole. So it's like a stargate or something, where like the stargate has to exist. You could go through it, but you can only go back through that stargate to that same time. Right. Correct. Or any time since that stargate existed. Look, guys, it doesn't matter. All right, time travel to the past is clearly possible because we have time travelers from the future among us now. We do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those crazy people. <laughs> those crazy people. <laughs> those are my those are some of my favorite people though. Oh, they're so crazy. But that's what makes them so great. But I feel like they need help. I feel like they should have a lot more money. <laughs> right, you you'd think that, right? Unless you're just the worst time traveler. Although, honestly, if we spontaneously just right now were transported back to the 1750s, we would be pretty useless. We would know of all this technology and wonderful things, but really, how much of it could we reproduce? None of it. You're like, oh, if you just, if I had brought my phone charger, I would like <laughs> blow your mind, man. If you guys had Wi-Fi, I'd show you some things. Yeah, if there was electricity to plug the phone charger into. <laughs> right. right. Also, there's electricity. I don't know how to make it, though. Uh, and that's what they did. Is Look at the smash. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Fire. I would. I just, you know. Like, okay, I'm going to go to 1755. Like, I'm going to learn everything there possibly is to know about the, about the 10 years following 1755. And just predict everything that was going to happen and then make myself a fortune. Ooh. That's something you could do. And some people have tried to do it. Jonathan found a couple of people that have, have have claimed to make very, very general and arbitrary predictions and say that they were true. Nostradamus, 2019. 2012 was his first one. Still. Oh, that was the Aztecs, too. Their calendar ended. Yeah, everybody jumps on that. Or the, or the, or the people, the time travelers, that say, I'm in a safe place now, and uh, I, I, I can only talk to you now. Because it's safe, except for you're broadcasting it on the internet to everybody, so they know what you're saying. And it doesn't make any sense to me. <sighs> J-Bo, these these are Jabo's heroes. They are. They're like lunatics. They're, they're risking everything, Pete. <laughs> everything to save. So, what the kind world. of predictions are these people making? Well, the one kid predicted, general predictions. The one kid predicted that there was going to be a snowstorm that destroyed a couple cities in February 2019. Right? If he had predicted June, that would have been a lot more impressive. <laughs> but it didn't even there wasn't a snowstorm that destroyed. He just watches way too many movies. In August Actually, of 2019, there will be a hurricane. Right. Ooh. That will destroy a major... No, it will just be a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get specific with these kind no, of predictions. No, yeah. It's not like it's going to make landfall at 1.32 p.m. in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. No, no. No, no. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> don't what if there. that did happen, Ken? You put that idea out into well, the Well, then you're welcome. And it's going to exist now. Thanks. If you want your future told, send $499 to... The Flex Podcast. <laughs> right. As told by Swami Ken. Well, anyways, so he predicted these cities were going to be destroyed, right? Right. And they weren't destroyed at first. They weren't destroyed at all. Yeah, they were. They're still there. No, they're not. Sure they are. What cities? Name one. Go. Well, I don't have a pull up 
Oh my god. Right. You're so Don't anime. covet us with half a thing. You know what? If a city well, was well, destroyed, well. that would be like news for a long time. Like That's everybody would be. That's the thing, though, is it's not, it's not being covered by the news. I share it with all you guys. Because it's mainstream, not destroyed. Because mainstream media is the devil. Because it's not destroyed, man. Like if Charleston, South Carolina, was destroyed, people would be holding freaking vigils for the people we that would died know about in Charleston, it, yeah. South Carolina. We would know about it. Everybody would be sending thoughts and prayers to Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> That's all we and would doing do. Doing literally nothing else. If if our neighbor Lapeer was wiped off the face of the earth due to a flood or a snowstorm. I mean, we would probably... I, I know, we would our probably neighbor, be over there helping them, right? Burton. Right. I, I met our real Nobody neighbor. Cares about Davison? Burton. Sure, Davison. I just I went to outside the county. Oh no! Nobody cares about Lapeer. <laughs> I went outside the county. People in Lapeer are like, "Yeah, come take it. Come on, please." Anyways, you would uh, know if a city was that's destroyed. What I, that's what I'm saying. Lincoln, Nebraska. Lincoln, Nebraska is still there. Lincoln, Nebraska. It's the capital of Nebraska. If Lincoln, Nebraska was destroyed and eradicated due to this person's prediction, then we would all know about it. The majority of the roads are destroyed. Their roads but are ne- destroyed. Lincoln, Nebraska itself has not been destroyed. I guess it's determined on your definition of the destroyed. Destroyed is destroyed. As in, no longer, no longer there. Yes, it's yeah. gone. It's obliterated. It's Road destroyed. and cities destroyed a little different. Yeah. Now, if the guy would have predicted, there's a couple cities that are going to have some damaged roads. <laughs> floods, you know? I, then I'd, that would give me pause. Yeah, due to heavy flooding... Roads will be damaged in the And if they name the cities, so because if you're you from con- the future, okay, okay, hold on. you would know what was destroyed or not. Would you consider Ooh. a dam bursting to be a part of it and flooding a city to be part of a destroyed city? No. No, if the flood water recedes and the city it still exists, well, the but is damaged. Gonna, the land's going to exist. If there's an earthquake and a fissure opens up and the city falls into the fissure. Atlantis. That... Is a city being destroyed? Right. Right. Godzilla right. walks through New York Par- and ravages the entire. No, Cali- that's not true. Paradise that's not Ca- true. Godzilla does not destroy New York. Then Paradise, California, was consumed by a wildfire. That city has been destroyed. No, yes. the land's still there. It's not no. the of land. Of course, the land is still there. All the, land the buildings is not a from city. this dam breaking are gone. Not all of them are gone, and the people still live. Well, there. not all of the buildings in Paradise, California, are Here's gone. Here's the thing. Here's the. Th- this is why. This is what makes this a moot point. Because if you're from the future and a city was destroyed, you would freaking know the name of that city. You would know it, and you would say it. Can't. Why, why? can't you not? Because it's going to cause panic, Pete. No, it's not. Because yeah, if you can save lives, then what? You no, do no. It. What? 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 Why is it going to cause panic? Well, if you knew your city was going to be destroyed in the future, you would all everybody would leave that city. That's how, the point. how do you know that? He would save, and if they did, he would save those people. Right. If you knew Flint was going to be destroyed tomorrow, would you stay? Well, no. Exactly. That's how I know that. Then. Right. No. Cause... I know, but then if somebody came to me from the future and said, hey, look, I know for sure Flint, Michigan is going to be destroyed you know, next month on this date, at this time, it's going to get hit with a bomb or nuked or something. Then, so people leave the city, and then the city gets nuked. All those people are saved. Yeah, but who's going to believe the guy from the future? future. Well, exactly. nobody. Well, nobody. But that's why you tell him that, just in case maybe that's, a couple that, people That's do. why the second time 
Right. The second time they believe you. Everybody believes right. them. Right. So you have to specific. say the name. So when you say when you say Lincoln, Nebraska, you're destroyed, and then, and then the earth swallows up and swallow, opens up and swallows Lincoln, Nebraska. When it's Flynn's turn, everybody's like, "Okay, I'm I'm a GTFO." Exactly, because right. I mean, that's why you. If know. nothing else, we'll just go spend the day in Ann Arbor doing some shopping at the used yeah. bookstore. Worst, Maybe, ca- worst case scenario, whatever. we spend an afternoon wandering around Don Trotter Bookshop and go to Insomnia Cookies. Oh no! Right, right. So the the thing I'm saying, if a city is destroyed and you're from the future and you come back, you know exactly what city is destroyed. You know it. It's a catastrophic thing. It it goes down in history as the day Lincoln, Nebraska got wiped off the map. Right. You know this. You don't right. go back and say, well, oh, there's a couple of cities that are going to be destroyed. Again, I'm not going to tell you what, what it is. What if you're the dumb kid that wandered into the time travel machine and you traveled back and you're like, oh, you know, and, and you can't tell the difference between Australia and Nebraska. And you're like, there's a city back in like 19, uh, 19 2019 how i think many, it was how many dumb kids are going to be let near a time machine who knows who who's running the time machine there's a lot of time, time machines are in the future right that could be like at every subway station there's a time travel <laughs> maybe the time and, machine makes you stupid right there's maybe it does. yeah like doc brain. like doc brown stopped to you know gas up the delorean and Hobo Joe was fishing for bottles out of the garbage can. He's like, oh, oh, it looks like there's a bottle in there. Next thing you know, he's in, like, you know, 1978, and he doesn't mm-hmm. know what's going on, and he's too drunk to really remember anything. Right. Right. But still, you, you know, if you're gonna if you're going to convince somebody, you use specific information. And if you're coming from someplace with that specific information, then you should be able to give it. That's all I'm saying. Especially if you came back for a purpose, right? Did he say he came back for a purpose, or is he just hanging out? Well, he says that he knows all these things, so his purpose was to know all these things. But if you speak in generalities, like, uh, next year a good-looking woman's going to walk down the street. You know, I mean, come on. Right. Well, and honestly, what's the point of time traveling if you don't know the Powerball numbers? Right. If you're coming back to now, I mean, there's no point in 1750... Of knowing the Powerball numbers, because there's no Powerball. But right now, you got one job, and that is to win the lottery. Yeah, well, $1.6 billion, guys. Well, yeah. I mean, you come back with the sports almanac. Come on, Biff Tannen knew it was up. Right? So this, so we've agreed that this guy is dumber than Biff Tannen. He's dumber than Biff Tannen. He and that's saying something. He can't be an intentional time traveler. At best, he is a guy who wandered into a time travel machine. At best. Yeah, like it's that phone book. It's like it's like it's that phone booth from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh right, like they they accidentally picked him up, along with Socrates, but so then like dropped him and, off because yeah. it's like, oh wow, you really are not who we're looking for. Socrates exactly. and Bill Shakespeare. Yeah. That's right. But again, even if you don't know what cities were destroyed, you know specifics of something. Something. There's something you know specifically what time and date it happens. Right. Something. He's from, it could be just like a sports championship. He's not even from like the distant future, right? He's from like 2030. I think it was like 10 years. Yeah, 2030. Right. Yeah, why would you go back 10 years? Because That's he's not from the thing. future. No, I'm like saying, like, he's the, the worst time traveler ever. So, yeah, I'm right. going to go back 10 years. Just right. because. And, and like make better real estate investments in his local town. like. like yeah. But he's not doing that. Right. No, that's that's the dead giveaway. He's not even coaching himself to, you know, talk to that girl that he likes. I mean. Right. <laughs> Beware anyone who speaks in generalities as if it's uh, specifics. Right. 
they're lying to you. Also, beware of people who give him credit for, for being from the future and knowing the future when he right. speaks in generalities. Did they ask him if the the Earth is still flat in the future? <laughs> the Earth isn't flat. The flat Earthers proved it's round twice. <laughs> That's my favorite. I love those assholes. <laughs> that is I mean, pretty, it's that just it's good. beautiful. <laughs> I really want to meet them. Like, when's the next convention? Can we go and just, like, take pictures of morons that are there and, like, ask for their autographs and stuff? I'll just pretend the that problem, you're there. The like, problem with it. the flat earthers is, aside from, you know, they're obviously identifying apparel that they wear, they look like everybody else. I it's know. terrifying. So I have a question. Go. Did Katrina destroy New Orleans? Not the entire no. city. Not all of it. But it, it, the one it's, quarter. It's, it's as close to a destroyed city Actually, as you've ever no. had. Besides, Katrina w- didn't destroy New Orleans. The, the poor quarter. <laughs> the Ninth Ward, which they chose not to rebuild and allow it to go to shit, is what destroyed it. Katrina was the catalyst for that, not actually directly responsible for destroying New Orleans. The majority of the city still stands as it was. Right. Localized destruction. It's the best kind of destruction. Right. Headline from a 1900 newspaper. Okay, go. Great destruction of life and property in Galveston as Category 4 hurricane rolls through. Great destruction of life and property, but it didn't destroy Galveston. Galveston's still there, right? It didn't say Galveston destroyed, wiped off face of Earth. (laughs) Right. Did, 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 what happened in the 1906 earthquake in San Francisco? Did it get destroyed, or is San Francisco still? It destroyed stuff. Stuff, yes. Well, I City. can destroy. I can destroy stuff. Several vases this destroyed is, in is New really Orleans. This is really getting to be a heat paradox. At what point do you consider? I mean, the city to be destroyed. I mean, Ken's destroyed no. underwear for years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Oh my god! Fucking hey, Pete. <laughs> No, fucking B, it's got more holes. <laughs> Jesus. <Wow. laughs> you, went Anyways, un- you went under for that one. I did. Well, underwear. You, you, underwear. Uh, I made you say underwear, huh? <laughs> when we're like five years old now. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh, we're all knee biters. <sighs> Anyways. But, okay, moving on from the destruction, no destruction, and getting back to time travel, what if it's already happened? What's already happened? Time Time travel. travel. What if people have been changing time and just trying to keep us on an even keel? So this was my idea I came up with yesterday. Have you seen the Umbrella Academy? So. I've been, yeah, it's actually pretty good, but that's not the reason why I thought of this. But, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, yes, now that I think about it. So while you guys were talking earlier, I started thinking a little about, well, about this a little bit more. And the movie Pearl Harbor came to mind. Why? Because there is a scene in that movie. That never happened. That's fine. It might not have never happened. Several scenes in that movie never happened. That's Go fine. A lot of the, probably a lot of that movie never happened. But for some reason, what the, the Japanese dude says triggered, when Pete was talking about Pearl Harbor earlier, it triggered something in my mind about that scene and this theory. What if people have been traveling back in time and making what we consider to be the worst disasters of all time happen 
so that what a possible worst outcome does not happen. So, i.e., somebody traveled back in time to convince Japan to bomb Pearl Harbor so that the United States would join the war so that way the United States would end the war. I mean, it's possible. I mean, again, Dana brought up Umbrella Academy, which is on Netflix, and it actually deals with exactly that. Exactly. Very close, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and but then there's a the theory about Pearl Harbor in general of it was all a setup anyway, just to get us into the war. A setup by who? The American government. Oh, you mean a false flag? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it wasn't, no, it's no, not. It wasn't a false flag. The, the, uh, the, 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 they, they might have known the, it was the, coming. The Japanese did it, but yeah, the argument is that they knew that they had advanced knowledge of it. Right. They may have. Yeah, I mean, they didn't plan it and, and, and do it, but like... That's they kind allowed, of what you're they saying, allowed, too, they allowed it to happen. The whole thing of like, what if America hadn't gotten into the war? Like, yeah. well, I guess they had thought of that. Of like, oh gosh, we kind of need to get in this thing and nobody's really on board. I don't know. I, I don't believe in a lot of conspiracies, but that one is a little... That's right up our shady alley of, like... Something we, we would, would do. do something shitty just to, to do something that we wanted that wasn't I don't think popular. so. No. I don't... I, what kind of monster would you have to be to I allow thousands of I think that's, people to yeah, die? Yeah, that, that's armed... Yeah, I think it's a lot of armchair quarterbacking. Plus, from a, simply from a strategic standpoint, if we were going to wage... A, if, we were gonna, if we knew we were going to have to wage a war... They would not have allowed. They would not have allowed half of our war making capabilities to be destroyed in one day. Right. Yeah, they, That's just bananas. They brought a lot of those back up, and a lot of them were out to sea. There's only two that are still on. Yeah, the, but, in but the yeah, water. think about the damage to the airfields, the planes. Sure. We didn't have aircraft carriers. The aircraft carriers weren't in port then, and nobody really cared because they didn't see the the power of, of aircraft carriers. But. The most powerful Arizona was the most powerful battleship in existence at the time, and it's still sitting at the bottom of Steel Bottom Bay. I mean, yeah, that's just the the loss of that is just you have to be some kind of monster. The, yeah, to plus, do that. plus the fighting men and women who who died. I mean, I'm not saying those monsters don't exist. Right, they well, do, but man, you would have to be we, one from a, from a purely strategic standpoint. If 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 America had gotten into the war with all of that intact and not have to even engage, take time to engage in a recovery action, the war would have been two years shorter. Right, but it would, it would have taken us two years to get into it. Probably not. Maybe. I mean, it was going to be necessary for us to join the war. But you're, and you're worried about Jap- them killing... Japan attacking um, was as much about, what, uh, about the economic situation in Japan... And what the United States was doing to them as it was about anything else. Right. They would have have found some way to draw us into the war without attacking Pearl Harbor. And Hitler was pissed about that. They were already attacking American, uh, American, they had attacked, they attacked, they they, they attacked Malaya, they attacked the Philippines. Uh, You know, all of the other attacks that were launched at the same time, they could have easily attacked all of that and not attacked Pearl Harbor and it still would have probably drawn us into the war. Right. And like I said, Hitler was really pissed off about that because he did not want the U.S. in the war. Yeah. He did not. He was already fighting a battle on two fronts. Right. You know, he did not want the U.S. in the war. So when uh, Japan did that, he was actually not happy about that at all. Mm. So it wasn't a plan. It was just Jap- Japan acting kind of unilaterally through the whole thing. Yeah, just kind of being dicks about 
Right. We need a piece of the action. But in fairness, you know, we were choking off oil and well, they were, other they were, things that they vitally They were needed. afraid that we were going to jump in, and, and they were the, they were the actually, the probably the closest closest ones for us to hit. So they just wanted to try to nuke our our whole navy in one go. Mm. And they almost, they damn near succeeded. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I don't, I mean, they might have had foreknowledge of it, but it might have been one of those things like, hey, hey, hey. I think this is going to happen. Like, okay, show me your proof. And they show them proof. And like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to go get it. Well, speaking, speaking, you know? right. speaking of Pearl Harbor, I mean, you know, what J-Bo mentions, uh, there's a character in the movie played by Dan Aykroyd uh, who actually gives, I think he gives a good performance in that, you know, for, does. for Dan Aykroyd being in a serious movie, um, where he is expecting Pearl Harbor to get attacked. And I have no doubt that there were people in naval intelligence and other sure. parts there that, that expected that, but they were definitely in the minority. And they were around, and they were in a minority such to the extent that they would. There was nobody listening to them say that. Nobody seriously in the, in, in the admiralty listening to them say that. It's just like the people in the minority that were telling everybody that the that the banks were going to go down in twenty eight because of what was happening. There's people that saw that fucking coming. Yeah, and the people right. who bet who the people who bet against the housing crash in, in two thousand and eight. Yeah, they saw that shit coming. And nobody listened to him. And the guy who worked for and the, and and the, and the, and the, uh, the the one guy whose name I can't remember, uh, who knew nine eleven was going to happen or was expecting nine eleven to happen. Yeah, I don't know his name. The, not necessarily nine eleven, but an attack a, a, a large a, a bigger larger attack on the World Trade Center was coming. Former FBI agent who was working at the who was working at the World Trade Center when it happened. Hmm. These people are in the minority. They're not considered to be, you know, the voice of reason. They're, 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 they're fringe uh, at best. All right, so let's say somebody is is going back in time, making sure these things happen to keep something more catastrophic from happening. If that's true, does that kind of, like, massage you a little bit? No. Does that kind of put you at ease that somebody's making sure everything's going to keep going forward in a leisurely manner? Or would you rather deal with the chaos of not knowing what's going to happen? Well, because I don't actually believe in time travel, I imagine that's what's actually going on right now. So, yeah, no, it doesn't make me feel any better. No? No. I mean, especially on the Umbrella Academy one, uh, spoilers, people. Uh, You know, if some catastrophe is part of the timeline, they're going to make sure it happens. Like, they're not out to protect everybody. They're out to protect the timeline which doesn't necessarily mean your family or your planet survive. Right. Ken. So, yeah. Would you you rather have, like, the, I'm going to say the invisible hand, even though that has to deal with capitalism, but with the invisible hand of of the future protectors of the world, would you rather have that happening or the standard chaos? He's thinking. No, I'm 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 leaning more toward uh, chaos. Yeah, you don't you don't you don't necessarily want that that person kind of like putting a blanket well, over. Well, I don't think that's happening. Well, I mean, just to say it was um, would that if you found out yet tomorrow that if, it was. If, if I found out that was happening, it would be. I don't know. Like, 
you're allowing this stuff to happen. I mean, this is this is the price we're paying, and if so, and then that opens up a whole door of okay, if if this is if these terrible things are happening, what is the worst thing that you're trying to prevent from happening? Right. I mean, how bad could it be? Like, has the Earth ended five times by now? Because but been prevented by the fact that possibly. You know, did did they, did they not really pull the missiles out of out of Cuba? I mean. Maybe they had was the there nu- a nuclear holocaust. Maybe I they mean- had to nuke the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> we killed the dinosaurs when we came here from the planet Zandu or whatever. Pete, Mars. We all know that it was Mars. It wasn't Mars? Yeah, there actually is a theory right now that the first two humans were the, f- the only two that could be launched from Mars, and when their ship crashed, <laughs> and their names were Adam and Eve in the Garden exactly, of Eden. Yep, yeah, and it, it, right. yes, exactly. Adnor, and and, and somehow. An entire race, uh, uh, human beings were able to be progenated from that without the effects of incest? No, well, no, 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 wait, no, wait, no, wait, no. Wait, that's wait. part of the, what the ship was no, when no, it no. came. They used to be spacefaring people, and us hillbillies are, are what came out of that. So, no, I'm, I'm on board with that, actually. <laughs> there was two. They were really, really, really smart yeah, at one point. Th- they were awesome, and we are the inbred, like... <laughs> That's what happens when Martians inbreed for like ten thousand years. And well, that makes a lot of sense, man. Yikes! What if you went well, back I'm, in time? I'm convinced, you guys. Yeah, I'm on board with this one now. Okay. Where's my tinfoil hat? Exactly. Well, listen to this. What if you went back in time and found out that Scientology was true? Oh God, that would be <laughs> that oh, L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard knew what he I was talking John, about. I owe time. John Travolta a huge apology. Right. <laughs> Would you go? Would you immediately get back and read Dianetics? I've been I've been calling him an asshole for years. Because <laughs> he is an asshole. Oh, that Old Elrod. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Danny Zuko. You were right the whole time. Yeah, like you found out that Tom Cruise is your true overlord. <laughs> what would you? Do? How would you deal with that? He's not. Uh, no. Wait, then who am I sending checks to every month? Right, me. <laughs> I've just been telling you I'm Tom Cruise. It's like, oh, son of a... I thought there was something wrong about your I told face. you, I told you not to get in a relationship with Tom Cruise on FetLife. This is what happened. You end up sending money to Pete. Yes. Damn it. It's a face I thought I could trust. Yeah, well, I'm human. Look at it. Would you trust that? Do you really trust that really, face? Really, this... At Look at him. Really? Pete doesn't even trust that face. <laughs> That's right. What's the old saying? I've seen better head on a mug of beers. That's this guy. Anyways, when we come back, what are we gonna what are we gonna talk about, Jabo? Oh, we're done with this. Yes. Yeah. When we come back, what are we gonna talk about? I wasn't done yet. Well, what do you got to say? Get involved in the conversation. I try. You fuckers are all talking over You're me again. You're watching internet porn. No, I'm not. You are too. You know, actually... I track every every internet site that's hit on my network, right? That's fine. I'm not, I've only been on porn when we brought it up the one time. <laughs> Anyways, no, I was actually looking up Scientology. Oh, good. I don't want that. Why would you do Thank that? Thank God I'm IP masking, because I don't want that shit associated with my now. <laughs> Next thing you know, like, Dianetic shows up in my Amazon suggested file. It's going to happen. It will happen. Congratulations. You are now owned by Scientology. I keep getting, I, I get suggestions for stuff that I looked at at work today on my, on my office PC. Isn't that creepy? A little bit. It knows. Big brother's watching. I know. So what did you Privacy want to say about time travel? Let's 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 round this baby up. Oh, Project Pegasus. Project Pegasus. 
the winged horse. What was Project Pegasus? Uh, it was a quest uh, in from in 1968. Oh, that we already have time travel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was serving uh, as a children. They were sending children back in time. Uh, classified defense-related research and development program under the Defense uh, Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA. DARPA. In which the U.S. defense uh, technical community achieved time travel on behalf of the U.S. government. The real Philadelphia experiment. Oh, Jesus. So, why is the U.S. government always pulling this shit off? I have no I idea. I don't know, like, because it's not they're the, the British big, government powerful, creepy or people. the Soviet government. It's, it's not, no other government's involved in this shit than us. Uh, it was expected that 140 American school children secretly enrolled it's in Project Pegasus. Uh, and would continue to be involved in time travel when they grew up and went on to serve as America's first generation of chrononauts. Oh, my God. Cronuts? I love cronuts. cronuts. <laughs> They're so tasty. I like to dip them in my coffee. You like you to the, dip your cronuts in your co- in the you coffee? the custard-filled ones with the chocolate <laughs> on top? Mm, oh, it's best. so good. Uh, some of this shit's just funny to me. Well, it's because it's somebody being yeah. crazy and they need help. Yeah, basically any 50s, 60s era, the government did this magical nonsense that we can't do. It's probably not true. And, and like Ken said, it's always the U.S. government because that happens to be the country. Because we're very egocentric here in the oh, U.S. Yeah. It's pure hubris. Yeah. We're, it's all we're, it is. Yeah, we're very egocentric. They and we call... only think we're the best. And we come up with everything. Damn it. Right. They, should, they should just call everything Project Icarus because we're flying too close to the sun. Right. I mean, everybody knows the Filipinos had time travel in the 30s. They just don't like to brag about it. Yeah, because we're the braggarts. Right. Nicholas Cage invented time travel. We all know it. We've all seen the photos. Oh, and Keanu Reeves too. Keanu? Yeah, he's a time traveler too. Time, Whoa. time cruise one. He's got. He actually. <laughs> oh, so speaking of which, they announced today the uh, number three movie for Bill yeah. and Ted. Bill Tom and Ted. Cruise. Did they really? Tom yeah. Cruise looks so much like Klaus von Stauffenberg that it's not even funny. So he's is a Nazi. <laughs> All right. Must I did be. not see that coming. Oh my gosh! How could you not? Also, they did a really Pete, good job of giving him Pete's in the way, like regenerating that hand. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so when we come back, is there any gold left in Fort Knox? No, no. We're gonna talk about it. Did they spend it all? We'll find out. Maybe, yeah, right. maybe not. We'll be right back. It's all in. It's all in Donald Trump's apartment. <laughs> and toilets. Toilets. This faucet gold. Like hey, the rope's there for a reason. Yeah, right. The rope is there for a reason, so I'm actually just gonna start it for that. For your protection as well. You can talk about it. It's just it's it's probably due to Instagram, right? It's, yeah, I'm gonna go get a selfie or something. Ugh. Actually, his sister was recording him. Yeah, it was Instagram. Oh, yeah, his sister saw that shit. They're both stupid, and they need to teach more geology. Apparently, she in just school. let him die. Oh, there's nothing she could do. There's nothing. So in June 2016, sibling yeah. Colin and Sable Scott visited Yellowstone National Park together. The Scots departed from one of the main paths through the park and entered the basin, and area visitors are prohibited from entering. Gosh, I wonder why. I mean, that's probably just because it's, like, yeah, so well, cool. I wonder. I, I wonder. Yeah, nobody ever wants you to see the good stuff. That's why, it's pro- that's why it's prohibited. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over there and look at these guys here. I bet the view's better. It's America. Only, only, they only let rich people over there to view the, view the good, good stuff. Yeah. 
Scott, who was 23, wanted to take a dip in one of the park's many hot springs. <laughs> Colin, yeah. Colin went to the edge of one of what the hot springs to test the water. Mm-hmm. Sable stood back so she could get a cell phone video of her brother. For future upload to Instagram. Yep. Definitely, I blame it on Instagram. Or YouTube yeah. fame. Sure, or YouTube. Yeah. They risk life and limb. For, for that like, gotta go for that leading, like. Yeah, leading internet fame. All right. To her horror, Colin slipped as he tried to dip his toes into the water to check the temperature. Sable witnessed her brother almost instantly dissolve in the boiling acidic water. Mm, he didn't geez. instantly dissolve. You don't think so? There's no way. It's not a cartoon. It's not. It's not like the dip, like Roger Rabbit, where he lowers the shoe in and it instantly dissolves. That's not boiling how acid. The world works. Yeah, but no, you'd 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 probably your skin would slough off and everything, but right. you wouldn't instantly dissolve. Well, like layers of your skin would instantly. Yes, your your outside would start sloughing off. The meat on your bone would not last long. I feel like, I mean, if you weren't like. I mean, I don't know. This never happened to me. But if you didn't panic or you weren't immediately in shock, you might be able to get out. You still might not live your wounds. I think the shock would be immediate. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Especially if you went under underwater or under the. Guy. Oh, you're dead. It was basically the end of Lord of the Rings. Like he fell into lava. Like there's there's not. Oh, I'm gonna scramble out of this lava real quick. Just remain calm and slowly crawl forward. No. All right. <laughs> Duck and cover. You're dead. <laughs> yeah, but you don't dissolve immediately. No, no. That's that's exaggeration. I'm sure that immediate is at an actual, like, one to two minutes. Yeah, that's not immediate, though. It's pretty immediate. Yeah, it's not like you dip your hand in and you bring it out and you've got no hand left. I mean... Yeah, that's what I'm that's saying. A, that's immediate. That's immediate. Okay, Jonathan, the rest of the story, please. Oh, that was it. Oh, okay. I wonder, though... <laughs> uh, wait, was someone, it? someone put a... Was it? That's the whole thing. More or less, like where's the video? A moron I mean, got himself killed because people, the barriers are there well, for a reason. Can't believe this hasn't leaked. So as the, the rest of the story goes about why people do it, how many times it's happened, the first time it happened, and recorded history. How many times has it happened? Yeah, does it tell you that? Like is how many like a, people? Is this do like this? a phenomenon? Uh, they think at least twenty park visitors. In, I mean, some of them have to be intentional. I mean, they have to know what's going on. They're just like suicide by geyser. I mean, I mean, I guess if you're gonna go way out, that's a pretty like authentic way to do it. Points for pretty, origin, points yeah, for originality. It's pretty unique. Like sit I on mean, a geyser. Don't kill yourself, but Jesus. I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, immediately dissolved is again strong term. Not true. Strong term. Almost immediately dissolved. That's Still. the way the story works. Like, like, like his ears survive? So, if you have a 300-degree lye solution, it can turn a body into a tan liquid with a consistency of mineral oil in just three hours. Okay, that's great, but that's not immediate. Just saying, that's three hours. His body di- like dissolved over a three-hour period, which actually... It's much worse. It's, it's, it's incredibly fast as compared to the way a body normally decomposes. Right, right. But not immediate. I just dislike the in wording. In the scheme of the universe, right. that's immediate. But like in the, in the scheme of like you know me polishing my shoes over here, it's not immediate. Anyways, right. again, 
as Danan said earlier, barriers are there for a reason, and it's not just the man being an asshole. Yes, sir. Yeah, sometimes you're just not supposed to get close to jaguars. Like, sometimes it's a, a lake of boiling acid. Like, use your damn brain. Or how many times do hikers leave the trail and get lost and die of, like, just, right. just being outside? Yeah, just yeah. want to put it out there. You don't know better. Like, when you're thinking right now, eh, you know what? I'm, I'm pretty smart. I'm pretty capable. I know what's going on. You don't. Please don't. Just stay on the path. I'm a, I'm a good drunk driver. No, you're not. No, no, yeah. no. You're no, actually pretty you're, bad. You're at terrible that. at that. I guarantee you. Right. Don't, don't do it. Don't try it. Just don't try it. Yeah. Even the best drunk driver is still a terrible driver. Yeah. And that's the only thing we're measuring is how and good not, a driver. Yeah. And not only do it, it doesn't matter how good a driver you're. You have terrible judgment right. and should not be allowed to operate a motor vehicle ever. Right. So. As I'm reading all the other versions of this thing happening. Did they all say uh, immediately dissolved? No. One's at 24 hours. Okay. Right. That makes more sense. But again, it's always everybody's definition of immediately immediately, and the definition of how fast it is for them. Right. I mean, otherwise you got to put them in a barrel of brine for like weeks. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Or three hours if it's, you know, And Ken, high. I'm sorry for Googling how to dissolve a body in acid. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. Uh, it just for, for emergencies like this, I have a post-it on the inside of my cabinet door in my credenza in my office that says it was Rob's idea. Oh, oh okay. There you go. So if anything ever does happen, he's got some questions to answer. Nice. There we go. Yeah, so this other story said that it was... Uh, 24 hours at Yellowstone. Okay, it took see. them 24 hours to get his body out of there? Well, they don't go back for the body. Well, yeah, but there should be some kind of... There, It took it 24 hours to disappear. Uh, you just sit not, there and watch the body dissolve for, for a period of 24 hours? I guess. I imagine there's some it, kids so from the local community college, like geologists in training, that go out there and like, hmm, let's study this. Forensic science majors, <laughs> right? like watching, yeah. It's like a bus that comes out. Ooh, we got another one, guys. Get in the bus. Another one bites the dust. So any- <laughs> another one rides the bus. Oh, my God. And another hope, one on. And another I one I hope on. that was another the cop who the told bus. him that his son was dead. <laughs> <laughs> did the cop have, the cop have uh, buck teeth? We're all going to hell. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. But for other things, God loves me for this. In <laughs> <laughs> other news, Fort Knox is... merely humble, sir. Fort Knox is so mysterious and heavily guarded, there's only been one U.S. president ever inside of the building. Which one was it? Please say it was Tricky Dick, because he would have stolen No, it's not him. Calvin Coolidge. Damn Calvin Coolidge. Millard Fillmore, that asshole. (laughs) Well, earlier it said who it was. I don't see it listed anymore. Uh, in 2017, though, the U.S. Treasury, Secre- uh, Secre- US Treasury Secretary Stephen Munich visited the gold mine at Fort Knox. Whatever. Munition? Did he walk in to see that it's been pilfered? Oh, it looks like it was FDR. All right. He ah. walks in still empty? Well, yeah, surprised. Right. Does FDR walk in? <laughs> <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> Too soon. No. Nah, no. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways... So it was FDR, huh? Yeah, did he yep. have to just, like, drive him in? Polio is hilarious. No, it's not. <laughs> it's also making a comeback, so we should probably stop Jesus. joking about so, it. So, yeah, yeah. 
we're not going to talk about that. We'll we'll save that for the next podcast. So Ken, you would know this. I think you would know this, or Jonathan could look it up. When did we uncouple from the uh, gold reserve? Seventy-one. Monetarily wise. Seventy-one. No, when did we move off the gold standard? Yeah, gold. I'm sorry, gold standard. Thirty-three or thirty-four. Was it thirty-three or thirty-four? Till we, till we moved away from the gold standard? Yeah, the Federal Reserve was 1913, I think. I want to say, was, I I say it was 33 when we moved off the gold standard. Jonathan, I'm counting on you to check. Yeah, that's not what I read earlier. So we move away from the gold standard. So we're still... That's where we... I mean, the, the theory, the myth... 1973. 1973 is when we uncoupled? That's when we um, ended it. Ended what? Oh, hold on. <laughs> oh, F- it was actually FDR. FDR in 1933. <laughs> yeah, 1933. Good job, Ken. Thank you. But, you know, so FDR pulled off the gold standard. Which is why he went to the... Which presumably... Why, why, why the hell did it say 73 for? That's so, when we stopped honoring the, uh, the actual the gold certificate dollars, I think. Oh, we stopped taking that as uh, we stopped accepting that as uh, as for payment. Okay, so do you think he walked in in thirty three and then realized that there wasn't anything there, <laughs> and then like, okay, we need I'm, to uncouple from I'm this. I'm pretty sure that in thirty three there actually was gold there, I bet and you a there lot was. of it. I bet you there was. Is it still there? No. Ken says no. Danan. Probably not, because no one worries about it getting robbed anymore. It's still heavily guarded. It's still the most heavily guarded yeah. place in the United States. I it's mean, I, I, it's a, I'm pretty sure it's more heavily guarded than like NORAD. Oh, it's probably a new NORAD or something like that. Like I would imagine, it's like well, you know, there's a, a secure facility. There's a theory that that's where they're hiding the Roswell spacecraft. Seems secure. Okay, but you don't think there's gold anymore. No. You think that's been pilfered? I don't, I don't. I'm not saying the gold's gone. I think there's less of it than there used to be. You think we used most of it? We've been using it. You think yeah. we're still using it? I, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me to to, to uh, do, that we've been using it to fund part of the black budget. Oh, dirty money, seek shadow money. Not necessarily shadow money, but there is a black budget that's like you know it's 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 classified. So we're using the gold to fund the black part of, part or part of it at least. Yeah, I think we've probably been using the gold to buy off other nations and you know things like that. It's it's oh. been, it's it's it's, it's, it's had its purposes. All right, that's the wad of hundreds that we keep in the sock drawer. Yeah, like when you want to go out and yeah, buy that's some a, that's coke our, and hookers or something. Yeah, the re- like and the rest of it's like strategically located to be our bug out bag in case we ever right. have to like you know get the hell out of here. It's at the Kennedy Space Center, ready to blast into space with uh, with all of our leaders. If, uh, if it, when, 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 this, when this whole thing goes tits up, <laughs> when it all goes pear shaped. Yeah. Are you still trying to look up in nineteen seventy three? Had what happened in seventy three? What happened in seventy three? I have no idea. Mm. I thought but this. What, that's but, when they moved the. But I find out why I said seventy one is because the website I was the link I shared earlier says seventy one, so it's wrong. You're so correct. The a link web, is... website is wrong. Right. Wow. The internet lied to us. No. So apparently, it's you don't like, have a cousin, Patty. There is thirty thousand military personnel. Thirty thousand. Thirty thousand. What? Yeah. The door weighs twenty-two tons. To the vault. 
Well, yeah. I mean, like I said, there used to be gold in there. They wouldn't, like, take the door out. You have to... I mean, that's a lot of work. Unless you're Blofeld or something. You just kind of, like... What is it? Goldfinger? Goldfinger! <laughs> yeah. That's just By amazing. the way, he had my favorite line of any James Bond film ever. Who? Goldfinger? Yeah. What was it? it where James Bond is like, do you expect me to talk? And he's like, no, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die! <laughs> That is that is the best. I'm like he's like no no qualms about it. He's like you, you're done. I'm I'm fucking done with you. And then he leaves like the world's slowest moving laser to do the job. Like <laughs> that's where you screwed up. But you know, great lines. <laughs> oh my gosh. So so what do we, so Dana? What do you think's in the in the vault in Fort Knox? Pop cans and inflatable furniture. <laughs> like it's like it's, it's a frat house. It's mostly kind of like a big lots where like all the good stuff is gone, <laughs> but. It's been picked it's over. Like it's some like, twin size mattresses. Yeah, it's like the, it's like the Toys R Us clearance cards. sale yeah. where, like, you know, 5% and everybody's bought all the Legos. Yeah, so there's it's, nothing left. There's one gold brick. <laughs> there's one yeah. gold brick. One gold brick. Just so, and, and just so they can say they have gold in Fortnite. Yeah, so it's well, not a lie. It's what That's they used to prop open the door. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But no, basically, it's like the hallway closet that no one really opens anymore. They just keep throwing stuff in there. Like, oh, crap. It's got, like, old broken so. pinball machines in it. It's a broom cupboard of state. Yeah. So there's a golf course right next door to it. Of course there is. Of course there is. I want to play that golf course. I get it. There's literally a golf when course. You, when, yeah, yeah. The champion, when you golf off the gold tees, they're actually made of gold. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, they actually have this road cut off. Of course no, they do. Yeah, they don't want somebody driving like a lunatic with a truck full of like bombs up in the Fort Knox. They want to protect their one gold brick. That's right. right. At least you have to make it look like you're protecting that one gold brick. Right. Yeah, it's like security in North in in North Korea. Like there's nothing to protect, but we're gonna make it look like we got shit. It's probably like full of like broken down Teddy Ruxpins or something. Right. (laughs) Maybe it's all that stuff that was supposed to be hidden behind that they were supposed to put behind uh, Mount Rushmore. Oh, right, because they never, like, the budget fell through on that, and they're like, yeah. oh, gosh, we got to put this somewhere. Like I said, yeah. it's like the, the hall closet of, the, like, yeah. oh, man, we have not. It's that it's that one thing. drawer in everybody's kitchen. <laughs> it's, yep. like, just all the shit the in it. The junk drawer. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's the, the one drawer. It's the nation's junk drawer. Crates and crates of half-dead AA batteries. <laughs> it's got, like, full, like, erotic sculptures of, like, Abraham Lincoln and stuff like that. Just weird shit. FDR walks in and is like, what the hell? There's one gold brick in here. So if the apocalypse happened... Right. When the apocalypse the, happens. Where, what's the first place you want to go check out? Like, if you what, survive... What, you mean, like, if, like, like, like if, if you could just, like, go anywhere? Yeah. If you survive and you're, like, you're one s- of the only people left? If it's zombie land and you're just roaming the countryside in a, in a Cadillac Escalade? Yeah, what if it's just us four? Where are we going to go first? I kind of want to see this, like. Uh, I want to know. I want to. I want to. I want to check out the, uh, the 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 frat party. Yeah, the, the closet of the United States, which is Fort Knox. That's the best name ever. <laughs> the closet of the United States. The closet States. of the United States. It kind of is. I want to get there, and and I'm going to actually be like super disappointed if it's filled with gold. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we built up this great place. Right. Well, I, don't I know wanted great. a new futon. Like, dang it. <laughs> Uh, I well, the problem I, with it, the problem with it being full of gold is you have no use for that gold now. 
Right. Like, you can have 32 cents in your pocket, and you're already the richest person on the planet. There's only four of you. <laughs> you walk in, there's just a piece of paper on the floor. You pick it up, it says, I owe you. Yeah. <laughs> Sign, time traveler. <laughs> More likely, it's written in fucking Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> No, we owe them. Yeah. We owe them so much money, it's uh, kind of sad. Yeah. It's kind of mm-hmm. scary if you think about it. If they decided mm-hmm. to dump their bonds. <laughs> no, it would be funny the, if it's just... Onto the global market. Well, well we f- would have to just give them Fort Knox. Yeah, <laughs> yeah here you go. Right. Here's a futon. No, what, what would be best if you picked up the note and it said, I owe you, Steve. motherfucking steve steve see what you guys really don't know is the fact that what's really down there is just a whole bunch of stacks and crates and of legos right it's just legos the ark of the covenant i was just gonna say it's the ark of the covenant hanging out there a mysterious magnetic box (laughs) also filled with legos also filled with legos all the all the super rare sets it's hard to find. You got to pay like five hundred dollars. Oh, you can do Street View. Oh, right. really? Can you they, do they, drove the, they drove the they drove the Google van past the vault at Fort right. Knox. The last image is an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> you pay it around, and it's like there's, there's like an army guy standing there like. What? <laughs> yeah, you see like one angry. Marine. What are you doing here, boy? <laughs> and an explosion. No, there's just a lot of stop signs. And then a sign that says, do not block entrance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you never know when that, when that gold's going to have to flee. <laughs> right. Actually, no, I would, it wouldn't surprise me. It, it actually wouldn't surprise me if all the gold was still there. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure it has something like that in it. It's probably yeah. a decent amount. There's absolutely no way that the United States isn't prepared for the complete collapse of the global financial system. I mean, you know, we've been actively trying to cause it for 50 years. <laughs> right. Mostly to erase our own debts. You know, there, there, yeah, there, right. yeah, yeah. There's got to be somebody. There's some guy down there, like John Malkovich in red, where he's just, like, living in, like, this little little bunker underground, like, just planning for shit like this. This, this is his whole life. Probably do have a bunch of squirrely guys like that. Yeah, there's 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 a billion dollars worth of gold in Fort Knox, at least. I guarantee it. Oh, I'm sure. They have a pizza hut in the city. <laughs> Well, that makes it worth it. Let's go. We well, should now, we, now road, we have to go. We should we take a road trip. There's a decent pizza hut here. Do they have the lunch buffet? There's the... Because I missed the pizza hut. General George buffet. Patton Museum of Leadership. <laughs> can, can you lay in a hospital bed and get smacked? I was just going to say, you walk in, like, you put your face in it, and his hand smacks you and says, yeah. do it, soldier. It's not even Patton. It's actually just George C. Scott. <laughs> yeah, like Lou Diamond Phillips and La Bamba. Nobody cares about the actual Patton. <laughs> we, all want, we all want the movie version. La Bamba's a good movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, it really is. Super good. Also, if anybody's a fan of Patton, I recommend to see The Last Days of Patton, the, uh, the, movie, the sequel to the the famous film all right so when we come back oh yeah did everybody say what they think's in there did you say what you think is in there we all said i said like like a note oh so you're going with the note i'm going with the note that says i owe you steve all right dan said that it is the closet of america closet of america yeah i said there's actual gold in there you said there's actual gold in there yeah at least two broken bicycles. Or, or, gremlins. 
space spaceships from Roswell, New Mexico. <laughs> One of the two, for sure. One of the two. One of the two. If you say time machine, Jonathan, I'm going to throw a panel at you. I was going to say Stargate. Okay. <laughs> Which is part of the, the uh, government's time uh, travel initiative. No, if the government actually had a time travel, a successful time travel initiative, we would not be in this shit show. That we no, we wouldn't be. I guarantee you the United States would not allow that to happen. Are you sure about I that? I am 100% sure. I don't... I don't... I'm sure. I don't know. Right. Well, what if we do have time travel and this is honestly the best they could do? Exactly. That's the thing. What if Donald Trump being elected was the better choice because of what happens yeah. This is like next. the 53rd time they've gone back and tried to fix it, and this is honestly as good as it gets. Oh right. Oh, my word. How, how does that make you feel? Like, time travel collusion. Like, they actually had to do the Russian bots. That was all time travelers from the future to get him elected because that is the best possible outcome for humanity. Ouch. What right? if that is Wouldn't that true? just be the worst? Somebody's <laughs> going to have to connect the dots on that for one for me. That's... Well, law of unintended consequences. Like, we really genuinely don't know. So the future people come back and they keep trying to do something and they killed Hitler twice. They killed Stalin. They didn't... Like, it, nothing works out except for letting it ride and getting Donald Trump elected. Like, otherwise, humanity ends. Like, everything goes completely south. Wow, that's brutal. Like, are we... That'd be the worst. Do we want to live in that world? I don't know. You know, I'm torn. Tony Andrews is still alive, I'm okay. Oh, well. I'm torn. I kind of want to live in that world, and I also don't want to. You don't want to, trust me. If it's worse than this... Really? Worse? You're you're on board with that? think Think about your life, though. Not the global... Think about your life. Is it really that bad? No, it's not. But I'm empathetic with everybody else that's suffering around the world. fuck you then. I know. Because you're like a minority of these guys. I I believe in the the realm of Sonder. That's all I can say. Is that a new religion? It is now. Can we make it a political platform? No. We stay away from politics. The Sonder Party? No, just the Sonder Party. Well, the Sonder Party? The Sonder Party. Yeah, and we just kind of like all agree. Sonder, party of four? <laughs> exactly. Maybe. There's a high probability. Okay, good. Excellent. Those are we, the best kind we of... We've got to work on a party platform. Yeah. As long as Pete's not running it, it should be okay. Giving yeah, a fuck. I agree. Giving a fuck. Get you some. Get you some. Get you some. I think that's a fine slogan. All right, J-Bo, what's in, the, what's, what's in Fort Knox? Yeah, you tell us, mister. I want to believe that there's gold in there, but I don't think there's any left. You think it's empty? I think it's, like, maybe one crate left. It's full of, like, meatballs? So <laughs> what did I don't you... Think, <laughs> I don't think there's that. What happened to it all? I think that's what the government's been using to pay other countries. We haven't been paying other... We've been selling them bonds. Yeah, but secretly just paying other countries. Why would we pay anybody? Like, we're the best at credit. Like, we just invented Yeah, we literally invented Bitcoin paper money. So we don't have to pay anybody anything ever. I'm like, oh, yeah, here's some electrons. There you go, buddy. Have fun with that. We don't owe you any money anymore. If I could go back, that's actually probably what I would do. What, start Bitcoin? I, I think no, I could... wouldn't start Bitcoin. I would buy them at, when I first saw them. Oh, like that one dude that made, like, a million dollars? Oh, there's people who've made more than a million. Oh, I'm sure. How about that guy who had like 286,000 Bitcoin in a hard drive and he died and nobody was on <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that was funny to me too. 
No, I, uh, I think that, uh, we, uh, once we, when once you transitioned basically the world off of gold reserves, we stopped, we, we, we stopped using, we, we went off the gold standard so we could keep all of our gold. You think that's why they went off the gold standard? Yeah. So they could just, like, hoard it? We can yeah. hoard it? Yeah. Because well, re- if a, ca- a, a, a catastrophe happens, gold's going to be worth a damn? Yeah. Seems skeptical. I think food would be worth more. <laughs> yeah, but we're also the world's largest producer of food. I mean, yeah. Is that China? No. Hmm. That seems like a bad plan for they them. They actually have more people in China than they do food production capabilities. They import food. They're food importers. Which is why... They used to buy all of our soybeans. I was just saying, which is why our farmers are struggling right now because, because of the, the soy tariffs. Yeah, because they're livestock. We're relying on our soybeans to eat. No, China's number one. We're number two. Overall? Uh, they lead because of their production of rice and pig. The, 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 the production of rice and pig? Yeah, well, pig meat production. Pork, which Pork. they use our soybeans for, or used to use our soybeans for. I'm just reading what this list says. China, United States, Brazil, India, and Russia, France, Mexico, Japan. Okay. And what about diversity? Explain. Diversity of food production. Like, okay, they the pig and rice. Oh, we're the largest producers of uh, milk, chicken, and beef. I believe it. And the second producer is the pork. Ooh, we do some good pork. We got all the livestock. All the barbecue. Damn straight, barbecue. I'm hungry. <laughs> China is the fourth largest agricultural producer exporter, though. Ah. So, we'll be okay. We are the largest exporter. Oh, yeah. We're the world's... China produces the most. We're the world's farm. Mm-hmm. But so they've got more people. Right? They have to be a large. They have to. They have to produce a lot of food to feed their population. Exactly. That's why. I, that's why I instantly thought they would have to have more, because just all the people. We don't have as nearly as many. That's mm-hmm. never stopped us from doing anything before. Well, no, it doesn't. Being the biggest at everything. We're number one. Thing is, we we're used to share that with people. One. Well, this list here says that we're number three. On investopedia.com. It's bullshit. We're number one. <laughs> Fake news. We're Fake news. We're, we're number one. Do the best cows. The I have best the best pigs. shirts and the best pants and they're made in the best place. Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when we come back, we have our Vux quips for the week. Ooh. We have four stories. Oh, Three boy. are true. One is false. Ooh! So the listeners will have to guess this week which one is false, and next week we will tell them. Nice. Yeah. So all right, we'll be right back. All right, Vix, quips. Can you're up? There's a brawl on the beach. A young woman knocked unconscious near Ocean Drive. Police officers injured a driver on MacArthur Causeway serving alcohol to passengers in another vehicle. A tourist flying out of the car window and getting run over on her way to the airport. These are some of the incidents that prompted Miami Beach officials to hold an emergency meeting on Tuesday to address what residents describe as a particularly raucous spring break. 
To make matters worse, some of the safety measures taken by police have taken, including narrowing traffic on the Julia Tuttle Causeway to two lanes last weekend in order to deploy license plate readers, have exacerbated traffic congestion in the city, already clogged by ongoing construction projects. Two weeks into spring break, the residents say they're at their wit's end. The frustration is spilled onto social media, where videos of many of the incidents have been posted and fights have even caused the attention of international tabloids. City commissioners who received dozens of calls and emails over the weekend are, are feeling the heat. Who's in charge of this city, demanded Madeline Alvarino, a beach resident who spoke before a packed auditorium on Tuesday's meeting. Every year, last year it was the same thing, and now this year we're surprised because it's a mess. We are residents, we pay our taxes, all of you work for us. Nancy Lieberman, a former commissioner, described what she saw on Ocean Drive last week. There's motorcycles. There's half-baked and fully naked women running around the streets. The enforcement is not there, she said. The problem is somebody's gonna get somebody's gotta get tough. The Miami Beach Police told department told commissioners that that's exactly what they plan to do. Starting this weekend, a police squad of roughly 25 officers wearing protective gear will patrol the beach in front of Ocean Drive throughout the day to seize drugs and alcohol. The idea is to keep visitors from getting too drunk and causing problems once the beach party migrates to South Beach Entertainment District after dark. <laughs> it's going to be challenging work, and at times it may not be pretty, but I've assured senior command staff... I've even spoken to our union president that I, administer the administration, and stands behind you, our officers, to do everything that they need to do to take control of the beach, said City Manager Jimmy Morales. That the police department also plans to use barricades and altering vehicles with sirens to disperse crowds. They will also park trans prisoner transport vans on the beach to keep the party in check. <laughs> it sends an appropriate signal about how serious we are, says... Police Chief Daniel Oates of Hall and Oates fame. <laughs> Undoubtedly. I don't know. I can't pack that up. No, it's true. It's true. <laughs> Miami Beach police have also called for reinforcements from other police departments with more locals. Police scheduled to work. Dozens of officers from other departments lending a hand. The city estimates it will have 371 officers working this weekend, which is expected to be one of the busiest of the spring break season. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt. 371, they get 371 officers for a weekend? For a weekend. Week has, Flint has like four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, carry on. The police department had already deployed nearly 100 additional officers for the year to deal with spring break crowds as part of a $1.1 million security plan that Oates said he estimates ended up costing closer to $1.5 million Ooh. with an additional measures proposed Tuesday. Mayor Dan Gelber endorsed the plan. At this point, we simply can't allow thousands of people to drink and get high and come onto Ocean Drive and then sort of have a block party where it creates safety issues. I think we've we've seen the sort of we've been sort of lucky, and we haven't had anything worse happen yet. But the plans to beef up the police presence. Weren't enough to placate some elected officials. Commissioner Michael Gongora called the, for the removal of police chief when his contract is up in June. 
So basically, they're trying to make it less fun. Yep, we gotta make this a whole hell of a lot less fun. Last year, apparently, there was a stampede on Ocean Drive, prompting police to temporarily close eastbound MacArthur Causeway. Afterward, the commissioner suggested blasting classical music from loudspeakers to dampen the party atmosphere. <laughs> That's funny. Right. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. No, nothing makes me. I mean, I'm guessing he's some kind of a Vietnam vet, or at least you know, right. he's seen Apocalypse Now and wants to play Ride of the Valkyries or something. <laughs> That'd be hilarious with all these people breasting boobily down the road. <laughs> Well, Ride of the Valkyries is going In on. preparation for spring break this year, the city launched a marketing campaign urging college kids to behave with slogans like, Come on vacation, don't leave on probation, and <laughs> choose your bars wisely. The police department also wrote letters to fraternities, sororities, and universities across the country. Hey, quit being assholes. Stop being a dick. <laughs> Stop being a dick. We need to eliminate this spring break phenomenon as soon as possible. Said Commissioner John Elizabeth Ailman, I think we need to make it a lot less fun for her for to be here. Unfortunately, right. Well, you got enough years of uh, making a ton of money every spring break. Now you got to scale it back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Calm down, people. Well, they pretty think much of the children. They took they took all the fun out of Panama City Beach. They took all the fun out of Jacksonville. They take all the fun out of Daytona. I mean, they've just been pushing everybody south, partying, and then next thing you know, they're all going to end up in Key West, where they encourage partying. So, right, great. And on their way, Miami Dade to create freeway texting lanes to accommodate millennial drivers. What? In Miami, there will now be lanes with bumpers on the freeway, so millennial drivers can text and drive. Kids love texting and driving, so I don't see why this ridiculous deal hasn't caught on so far yet. In fact, I'm sure some kids are reading this article while driving right now. So, just so everybody's safe because there's no bumpers on the road. This is the end of the article. <laughs> so, wow. Okay. So, so, can you imagine you're driving down? So, they got the, the hub lanes, right? So, it's like bowling. They put, like, the bumpers. <laughs> yeah. So, you so you have to hit a pin. So, are they, I want to know, are they, like, air inflated? Or are they going to be just, oh. like, soft bumpers? God, I hope they're air inflated. Soft. I hope you hit one and they just fire you into the other lane. <laughs> Boom. It's like billiards. Like ping pong. Like ping pong. Back and forth. Maybe that'll get your eyes off the goddamn phone. Yep. Hey, got, I, got, like airbag. I got news for you. It's not just millennials. I know. I see them all the I, time. I, I, see, I see 70-year-old women looking at their fucking phones at stoplights. Like, and makeup. Come on, lady. And makeup. Oh, well, yeah, of course they're looking at makeup. Yeah. No, they're always putting makeup on. Well, I mean... That happens. Because, that happens more rare than it used to. Yeah, because they're too busy looking at their phones now. Everybody looks like shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they were up too late looking to at their phone. Jesus. Yeah, come on. I'd love it if people were doing their makeup in their cars. Goddamn. Goddamn trolls. Jesus. <laughs> all right, Jaden, you're up. It's not just women either. Guys look awful too. All yeah, right, yeah. I'm not. I'm not singling out women here. The dudes look like shit as well. All right. Well, my story here is from Detroit. Oh, our favorite yeah, town. It's gonna be a good one. Yeah. Police say a man shot himself in the foot Tuesday morning after he threw a shoe at a cockroach. It seems a stretch, but you know what? In Detroit, we are can-do city, so we can somehow get shot in the foot when we throw shoes. And here's how. Well, there's definitely cockroaches, eh? Well, the 50-year-old man apparently saw the bug from across the room and took off his shoe to throw it at the nuisance. 
His revolver, however, was still inside the shoe and discharged after hitting the ground. The fired bullet came back and struck the man in his foot. The man who uses a wheelchair inside of his home in the 18700 block of Albion Street at the time that. of the accident uh, oh, was, I want to know. His home, right? His condition is unknown as of Tuesday morning. So he threw a shoe, and for some reason there was a gun in it. Yeah, keeps his, his shoe filled with guns, <laughs> and then uses that to throw at insects he finds at his no, house. What's weird about that is not throwing a shoe at a cockroach. Those things are freaking ugly. But it's the fact that he keeps a gun in his shoe. Right? There's no, how is there room for your foot also in the shoe? Or does he just Well, like it keep... said he's in a wheelchair. I wonder if he was like, no, I'm being serious here. I wonder if he's an amputee. Oh, okay. And just doesn't have a foot. Right. And just puts a shoe on. And that's, you know, if that were the case, then that would be the perfect place to keep a gun. But if he's an amputee, why does he have a shoe? Just some place to keep his gun? To keep up pretenses, man. Yeah, you're hiding a a gun in a shoe. Right. So wait, does he have like a baguette for his leg? (laughs) It goes down into a shoe where he keeps his gun just to pretend he has legs? It might go from the knee to a nub. Right. But then there's, like, empty pants down to his shoes. No, why would you have empty pants? No, it, it, it's at the ankle. Oh, the ankles. Yeah, the, like, the just nub. the foot is missing. Yeah, just the foot oh. is missing. Like, the like the ankle is a nub. So he's a bad diabetic. But, maybe, yes. So he's not really, like, a war hero. He's just, like, an idiot who can't control his insulin. Possibly. Or he lost a foot by dipping it in a geyser. Okay, still doesn't explain why his shoe is now his holster. Because if you were to hide a gun on your person... Who would think to look in your shoe, especially if they thought you had a foot in it? I suppose. There you go. Right. Answer. He's got a sawed-off shotgun instead of a leg. The, uh, the grindhouse. I would say grindhouse, yeah. <laughs> All right, we up? Um, so I, I got one more thing to say about that real quick. Hey, okay. It's a good thing that wasn't the guy who threw the shoe at George Bush. Yeah. Oh, oh I remember that guy. That would have been hilarious if there was just a loaded pistol in a shoe. Does it still count as taking a shot at the president? Probably if it went off, yeah. Right. I mean, you're just like hoping that it goes off or are you hoping it doesn't go off? Like, why? I don't know what's happened. Maybe you, what if you forgot it was in there? You're like, oh shit, you know? Right. <laughs> and you throw it. You throw it. You're like, oh no, there's a gun in there. All right, Pete, I you're forgot off. that's where I keep the my The story gun. is complete bunk. It's It was a cover story for. You get him getting shot by someone. Right. Yeah. All right. That's where I'm going. Let's see here. <clears throat> NASA astronauts are under attack in space by herpes. <laughs> NASA is fighting a war in orbit against space herpes. It's, okay. You have to read it normal. It's too hard to understand. <laughs> I was getting it. Space herpes. NASA astronauts are under attack in space by herps. That's better. You know, we can understand it, but it's not picking it up good on NASA's fighting a war in orbit against space herps. Oh, astronauts God. aboard the International Space Station and other missions have been plagued by a resurgence in the often dormant virus because of the stress of space travel. According to a study by NASA researchers published in this month's issue, of the Journal Frontiers in Microbiology, the New York Post reported. Roughly 53% of astronauts on short-term space shuttle flights showed signs of herpes, according to the study's lead researcher, Satish Mita. 
Exposure to microgravity and cosmic radiation, along with the force of takeoff, wreaks havoc on space travelers' immune systems. During spaceflight, there is a rise in the secretion of stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline, which are known to suppress the immune system, said Satish, who is a researcher at Johnson Space Center. In keeping with this, we find that astronauts' immune cells, particularly those that normally suppress and eliminate viruses, become less effective during spaceflight and sometimes for up to 60 days after. That could be dangerous during longer spaceflight missions, such as one soaring er, soaring to Mars, the researcher said. Like soaring, like cold soaring to Mars? That, that was the plan words, yes. Oh my god. In total, 47 out of 89 astronauts on short space <laughs> shuttle missions and 14 out of 23 in long ones showed signs of the virus. These frequencies, as well as the quantity of viral shedding, are markedly higher than in samples from before or after flight, or from matched healthy controls, Satish said. End of story. <laughs> Space herpes. So, so who's seen who's seen Ice Pirates? Ice Pirates? No, I have. Ken. Oh my God, you guys! Oh wait, maybe I have. So in Ice Pirates, which you should watch because it's not only is it like just great, it's it's very genius and absolutely hilarious. There's actually a scene where they get space herpes, and space herpes. In Ice Pirates is actually an organism that infects the ship. So the ship gets space herpes, and it's just this creepy fucking thing running around trying to bite people. And it's hilarious. So you must watch Ice Pirates. I can't believe you guys haven't. I highly recommend it. But that's my story, is Ice Pirates and space herpes. Hmm. I wonder which one of these things is real and which is false. I don't know. That's for the listener to decide, and then they can find out next week on episode 28. The Revengening. The Revengening, because Pete's leading. Yeah, I'm leading that one, Pete's guys. You don't want to miss that one. It's going to be off the hook. <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> We're so, going to be partying. It's probably going to be really lame and boring. Like it's going to be terrible. <laughs> it's so. it's going to be like the uh, It's going to be like the, the equivalent of, like, uh, of Leaves of Grass. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody knows what leaves of grass. I is. know what leaves of grass is. Okay, it's an abomination. It reeks like a burning house made of chicken shit and stuff with dead dogs. It wow. does. But but I I wonder if our listeners know what leaves of grass. Is. Let us maybe know we if should you talk, do. We should maybe we should talk about it next week. Like and subscribe in the comments below. <laughs> <laughs> in the comments below. Below. Doom. Doom. Below me. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. Peace out.